Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, this is Haley, the face of Waco Girl Does. You're listening to No Waco. Welcome back to No Waco. This is your co-hostess with the co-mostess, Haley. And um, we are coming to you post-crazy weather. Um, it was it was pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Not ideal for sports. No, it was not. No. <laughs> and that actually leads me into my introduction today. Um, today I have Mike from the Waco Sports Commission. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Mike? Yeah, so uh, my name is Mike Vogler and took over the Greater Waco Sports Commission last summer and so have been here in Waco ever since. So um, have you lived in Waco your whole life or are you a transplant like me? No, that's a great question. So I actually met my wife at Baylor uh, during Welcome Week and we dated throughout school there. And then once we graduated, we moved up to Dallas and lived in the Plano area for the last 13 years. And then we uh, came back down with our four kiddos. So what brought you back? Uh, quite honestly, we just kind of felt like God was calling us back. Uh, and so we didn't have uh, her job or my job, and we were just moving down here to Waco, slower change of uh, pace of life and different opportunities. And we've always been visiting Waco, and so we just thought that this was going to be a great place to be able to, to raise our family. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I definitely can uh, commiserate is the wrong word, but uh, that is kind of how I ended up here as well. My parents were looking for a change of pace and, and they saw Fixer Upper on TV and they're like, that's the, that's the right time for yeah. us. So uh, that's so great. So how did you get started with the Waco Sports Commission? Yeah, so they had a, a vacant position for the executive director um, position and so applied for it and was selected to take over the organization. And from there, it was just really just kind of learning, hey, what is the the mission and the vision of the Sports Commission going forward? Because a lot of people, when they hear about a Sports Commission, they have no idea what it is. Uh, so, like, why don't you give us, like, your elevator pitch of a Sports Commission? Yeah, so uh, the Greater Wake of Sports Commission, our mission and our purpose is to create an economic impact in the area through sports. Uh, and then also increase the quality of life of the local residents. Mm-hmm. So, basically, the more people that come in town to be able to play for you know, their baseball tournament or basketball tournament or jujitsu event or, um, you know, a cheer competition. Those people are staying here in town and they're staying in the hotels. They're going to the restaurants or visiting Magnolia. They're visiting the, the museums. They're spending money here. And then that obviously adds to the tax revenue for the city and the county, uh, which then, you know, benefits everybody here. And then the folks that live here, they don't also have to travel up to Dallas or go to Austin or San Antonio to be able to play in those tournaments. They get to sleep in their own beds here. And so that's huge too. 
That's awesome. I mean, I think that that's something that a lot of people don't think about is like the kind of tourism that comes with hosting those kinds of events. So um, it's definitely something that's needed. Um, But how did you get started doing what you're doing? Um, Like, were you doing something similar up in Dallas or is this just something that you just kind of fell into here? No, it was a complete career change for me. So I, I graduated from Baylor with a sports sponsorship and sales degree. And then I worked for a company called Dactronics where I helped them with marketing and advertising for different high schools when they purchased like the video boards and scoreboards. And so I had always been involved in sports and business. And so when I saw this opportunity, I just felt like it was a great way for me to be able to, to learn and grow as well and to be able to honestly pour into the community that I, that I live in. Um, with my other role, I would work with ISDs all across the, the state. And so I would build these partnerships up and then come back to the home office and with this, it's, hey, my home office is my community. Right. And so that's really huge and, and, and really excites me to be able to get to go to work every day. Right. And um, we had a friend of the podcast, no, or was it, what is it called? The uh, Don't Ask Twice, it's a women's group here in Waco. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of those things where they saw this you know, hole for lack of a better word in the community where they could, you know, go in and lift people up, but also, you know, support local business and, and, you know, things of that nature. So I think that that's something that's kind of similar and, um, especially with sports. And I, I know that I'm not alone in this, but I feel like adults, especially who played sports in high school and like, uh, maybe even college, you know, that's something that they definitely miss you know, after, you know, not everybody goes pro. So, um, you know, having a sports league to go and be competitive with other adults, I think that's something that's definitely really needed. Yeah, absolutely. And and to go along with the sports league is really honestly just facilities. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the other things that I'm working on is, is forming a committee to be able to talk about and analyze, hey, what are the, the different athletic facilities here in town for this community? Um, right now, there's no pool or natatorium. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to be able to learn how to swim, there's very limited resources. The YMCA is a great place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, there's really not capacity. There's no dedicated sports complex. If you wanted to go play basketball, if you want to go play volleyball and be able to see 10 different courts all at once, that doesn't exist here in Waco. Right. It exists almost everywhere else, but not here. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's just a number, you know, soccer fields or, uh, baseball fields, softball fields that have turf that, you know, because of the weather last night, Practices got canceled for a lot of different teams. And so that's that happens a lot, especially during the summertime and, and during this this season. Um, and so that's a disadvantage for, for the kids that live here in this community. And so we want to be able to make sure that the infrastructure is, is built for future generations. And so how can we do that? How can we help be the voice of this community about what's needed, be able to work with the city and the county and being able to, to create those things? Those are the types of things that the Sports Commission wants to do. Awesome. So take us through a day in your life as the um, as somebody who works in the Sports Commission. Like what, like sun up to sundown, what is Mike doing on, on a daily basis? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, as cliche as it is, every day is very different. Um, I'm, I'm really blessed that I get to meet a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are passionate about sports and a lot of people that are passionate about this area. And so I get to work with them and link arms with them. 
and to be able to try and accomplish some really incredible things. So right now, you know, if you're asking me about today, um, we're putting on a Mother's Day run out at Waco Surf, which was formerly known as BSR Cable Park. Um, so there's going to be waves, mimosas, just a lot of fun for moms and families. We're going to have inflatables for kids and kind of like a kid zone. The Lazy River there is going to be open. People are going to get a day beach pass. We're kind of trying to create this um, oasis experience here in Waco. Uh, and to be able to bring people out to Waco Surf that maybe haven't ever been there or know that there's elite surfing here right, in yeah. Waco, like world class. Yeah, people don't know that, um, and so we're trying to help bridge that gap, you know, through sports and through community events. Uh, we also just recently released um, Team Waco, which is an initiative that we created to be able to help um, local athletes here to be able to compete for the Ironman. So the Ironman is something that that we contracted out. Um, and so that is set to, to happen here in Waco for the next seven years. It's happened three years in the past. And so that's a huge event. Um, that race, having both the full and the half Ironman on Saturday, Sunday in October, brings in anywhere between 12 to $16 million here in this community. Goodness. That is massive, yeah. right? Um, but a lot of people, because triathlons are more of kind of an individualistic sport, there's really not much of an identity, right? And that's why people love sports is it's an, it's an unscripted story. But there's no team, quote unquote, to follow for that, especially if you're here locally. So if your friend's not in it, your family member's not in it, why would you really care about the Ironman except for that there's extra traffic and there's this magic downtown? Yeah. And so the idea was, hey, there's six individuals in this community that have incredible stories and incredible barriers to be able to accomplish a goal like that, whether it's financial, whether it's mental, whether it's physical. And so as a sports commission, why don't we synergize our efforts with some of the different local businesses, put together some scholarships and to be able to help these athletes now overcome what might have seemed, you know, not possible at all. And so right. we picked these six people. We had 38 people apply for the scholarship uh, in the month of February. We finalized, we interviewed a handful of them, and we were able to limit uh, award six folks um, with incredible stories, incredible stories. And so we're releasing those on our social media right now as we speak. It's also been on a KWTX in the morning. Um, but if you follow the hashtag Team Waco, you're going to get to now track along with these people and what their journeys are. We've got people like Jesse who um, has had an incredible past um, and a challenging past. And she gave birth to her son and she realized that um, she wasn't gonna be able to give him the quality of life that, that he deserved or that she wanted for him. And so she chose life for him and adoption. Mm -hmm. And the adoptive family, the father and the grandfather of that adoptive family, they run Ironmans. So Jesse said, I've never done an Ironman before, but I wanna do this for my son. Incredible. Inc like, how can you root against Jesse? Right. Like, yeah. we're all on Team Jesse. But guess what? That's one of six incredible stories that this community needs to know about. And so you got to follow us along on social media, on Instagram or Facebook, and to be able to kind of hear and see these people's journeys or even just follow the hashtag Team Waco. We're going to create, we're creating a logo so that people can uh, purchase merchandise, whether it's hat, shirts, vests, whatever it is, so that proceeds from this fund or from this, this program can then be able to help fund people in the future for next year and the year after, and maybe be able to expand it even beyond triathlons. Maybe there's a baseball player in town or a football player or a volleyball player that needs just a little bit more financial help to be able to help um, get them a little bit more exposure or to be able to help them develop their skills. 
That's what we want to be able to do, that quality of life that we talked about. So not only the economic impact with bringing the Ironman and the $10, $16 million, but also just, hey, let's root for Jesse. Let's root for Caleb. Let's root for, for Cooper. Let's root for Erica. You know, there's, there's all these people that people don't know about, but man, they're going to be training for the next seven months. And so let's be a part of that journey with them. And, you know, and I would like to get back to the Ironman um, just because, like, the Iron, I, I follow, like, Ironman, like, on Instagram. And that's something that, like, I've done triathlons in the past. It's something that I really, really enjoy. Um, just the community aspect of it is just so, like, magnetic. It's amazing. Um, and I actually was, like, part of the volunteer crew for the uh, – oh, fantastic. For the uh, – the Iron Man of Waco. Um, and it's just, it's just like what you said, like there's just such an energy about it. And, um, that's something that I mean for anybody who, you know, kind of is in that sphere, like that's the dream to finish an Iron Man. But, um, what you said, it's, there's so many barriers that people either put in front of themselves or they have put in front of themselves. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Like there's such a barrier to, you know, accessing sports, especially as an adult. And um, it's it's very hard to get started if you don't know the first step, mm-hmm. you know, and having a group of people that you can follow on Instagram or and see their journey and then do it on your own or have a group that you can join and you know, get better with, even if you're not competing in an Ironman, you just want to improve your quality of life. You want to make some friends. I think that that's a really amazing you know, project that you're, that you're uh, setting up here. Mm -hmm. So I would like to hear more about the process of getting like the Ironman in Waco. Cause I imagine that that's kind of a, a a hard, like a hard project to kind of solidify and and get them to stick around for another six years. So take me uh, along with that process. Yeah. Well with that, I get to just praise the, the team of individuals that really did all the work laying up to, to this year. 
um, you know, there, there was a number of different individuals that were able to recruit and be able to bring the Ironman group here to be able to talk through, hey, different potential routes. Waco is so unique in the fact that it's got a downtown, a river, and Cameron Park all right there. Right, yeah. Those are amazing resources that other places cannot duplicate. There are God-given resources here. Uh, you can't do that in, in Frisco. You can't close down all the roads in downtown Dallas for you know two whole days. You can't yeah. do that in these different places and have all this synergy between these natural resources. And, and we have that here. And so this group of leaders over the past couple of years were able to help um, inspire and help the Ironman group understand, hey, how unique Waco is and that we can host this. And so we hosted the 70.3, so the, the half Ironman, um, for two years. And then last year was the first year that we had both the half and the full Ironman in the same place in the same weekend in North America. So they call that an Ironman festival. So Waco was the first one ever to do that in North America last year. No kidding. And so Ironman said, hey, it worked really well. We love this place. We had great feedback, great centrally located. And so we want to be able to extend our partnership. And so we said, hey, let's, let's do this for a 10-year anniversary. So that's why we were able to extend it for seven years. So we're having both the full and the half here in Waco every October for the next seven years. That's incredible. I love that. But it's all the synergy. It's yeah. it's everybody from medical to volunteers such as yourself. We had we needed over 2,000 volunteers. Goodness. That to, to recruit 2,000 people that want to help that don't get paid, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's got to be something that motivates those people. And I think you already spoke to it, right? Yeah. Like just the magic, the fun, right? When you go to these different stations and you see these volunteers just having fun and being inspired by these athletes, like that's what it's about. You don't know until you finally go and you finally see it with your own eyes and you go, yeah, I want to do that again next year. Yeah. And the Ironman group, they've set up a, a, a nonprofit side where they're able to give grant funds to local nonprofits. Last year, they pumped $45,000 to local nonprofits profits here in the future it's going to be even more than that and so hey we want these nonprofit groups or just any groups really to be able to volunteer to be able to help generate funds for what they're passionate about right. um, and so it's a win-win-win for everybody and so we're excited about that that's incredible um yeah I just oh, it's it's so exciting and I and I love all of the projects that you have going on um you know obviously with the Iron Man that's like that's the one that's near and dear to my heart but uh tell us about some projects that you have coming up uh in the in the future for 2020 yeah 2022 sorry. yeah 2022 right <laughs> so um one of the events that we've got coming up at the end of the year is going to be a jujitsu event. And so that's pretty, pretty unique. Right. And, but that's one of those things where we want to try and think outside the box. We want to try and do some of the, the, the bigger stranger things. And so there's, there's some folks here locally that are so excited about being able to, to participate and then also be able to spectate. Right. Yeah. And so that, that event coordinator, they even said, Hey, we want to be able to bring in an even larger event. We want to be able to bring something that can see, you know, we need a facility that seats 7,500 plus. Mm -hmm. That's a big facility. Guess what? Waco doesn't have something like that right now, <laughs> right. except for the Ferrell Center. And yeah. that's being used, you know, for, yeah. for a lot of these different weekends. And so by all the development downtown with the new basketball pavilion, you know, hopefully that's going to be able to help kind of um, create some opportunities for different events like this to be able to come in that maybe 
wouldn't be able to otherwise. So jujitsu is big. You know, we're, we've got a Grand Fondo uh, that's coming up at the end of June, GFNY. And so that's going to be a, an endurance bike race that we're really excited about. It's going to be a unique experience. This is not just kind of a, a t-shirt ride, so to speak, where, hey, you're getting a t-shirt, you're jumping on your bike and you're riding with people. But this is just going to be like a, it's an extensive experience, kind of the, the whole weekend to be able to come in town, to be able to experience Waco, to be able to share that with not only the locals, but also just from folks all around the world. Um, and so we want to continue to develop Waco. But again, what I mentioned earlier is we're a little bit limited by the facilities, because if we bring in a big soccer tournament and we bring it into maybe some of the different soccer facilities that we have right here, right now, in the current condition, it's going to be really hard to be able to recruit those teams and those communities to come back to Waco compared to a lot of the other different sites and resources across the state. And so that's where we need to be really smart. We need to not only be content with what we have, but we also, now that we have, you know, so much growth here, we also need to be able to be forward thinking and figure out, okay, how can we invest to be able to have an ROI? And so that's, that's why building some more infrastructure for athletics is a really important initiative that the sports commission sees for long-term growth and success. Right. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we can get some hockey in this town, but you know, that's, that's just wishful thinking. Okay. But, um, I mean, I just, I love all the stuff that you're doing, like, like, especially with sports, like sports are, they're near and dear to my heart. I grew up playing sports. I watch sports. I'm going to school to just talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having, uh, you here in the studio and you've got, you're filled with so much passion for what you do. And that's just something that is, you know, it's, it's needed that you came to a town that you've made your home, you've put down roots here and you are putting in the work to make it better for everyone that lives here. And that, that's truly incredible. So I'm so, I'm so thankful that you stopped by today. <laughs> well, thank you for having me again. I, I think you can tell like this, this excites me. Um, there's so much potential here in Waco and getting to reinvest in this community. And, and again, just like this team Waco thing, to be able to draw these stories out, to be able to share them with everybody, there's, there's hundreds of these people, right. hundreds of stories that need to be shared and told. And so you're doing a great job of sharing them. And so I love listening <laughs> to, to all the folks that you have on here and, and getting to learn more about this community that I'm new to. Um, but yeah, sports is just something that brings us together, you know, that people get really passionate about. And so um, hopefully, and, and also teach us a lot of life lessons too, right. um, no matter what age you are, whether you're older or younger. Um, and, and quite honestly, we didn't even get to touch about one of the other initiatives that I'm really excited about, which is rowing. Um, because there's, well, you got the floor. Go ahead. Th- yeah. So rowing <laughs> is something I want Waco to be known for, um, nationally and potentially internationally in, in three to five years from now. Okay. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause when you look at the Brazos right now, do you see anything on there? I, sometimes. Sometimes. If we went out there right now, I don't think we're going to see anything on that water. And so um, to think that, you know, who, are, who who would have thought that Waco would have been known for home goods, you know, 10 years ago? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Right. Um, but the fact of the matter is there is a there's a really strong team of people right now working behind the scenes and being able to make rowing known here through the right way. So through a DEI model, we want to be able to create diversity in rowing because quite honestly, when you think of rowing, if you're like me, the first time I thought about it, I think of a rich white person just rowing in the river. Right. And there's so much more to that. What we want to be able to do is be able to work with uh, national players that want to be able to bring diversity to the sport of rowing and to be able to help put all 
races and genders in these boats to be able to teach them the life lessons that rowing can bring. Rowing is going to be able to bring uh, education and change people's lives. For a football player, there's a 2% chance of getting a scholarship if you're a high school football player. Right. If you're a female rower, there's a 50% chance. Yeah, that's like golf too. You that just, sounds pretty good, yeah, right? You just got to get it on the ground floor there. But no one knows, right, how to train and, and be able to, to start rowing. Right, yeah. And so you got to start from somewhere. And so we're, we're working with some of the different, uh, we're working with Waco Rowing Center and some of the different local school districts like La Vega ISD and trying to bring out some of these different athletes. Um, and so it's really exciting because guess what? There's probably a, a third string tight end you know, on one of these different football teams that's extremely physically gifted, mm-hmm. but you know what? Maybe has a concussion or two and maybe doesn't want to continue to, to have that impact sport right. and, and have that aggression. But when you're on a boat and you're rowing, it's not like football or some of these other different sports where you're as strong as your best player mm-hmm. and rowing, you're as strong as your weakest player. Right. And so you really do work together as a team. And so you get to learn that life lesson. And rowing is a lifetime sport. You can be right. 90 years old and still rowing. And so if we can build this this training center for our local youth here, how incredible would that be? And then on top of that, we can bring in the collegiate rowers and we can bring in an economic impact. And these teams, they travel to Florida and uh, to Clemson, and they do winter training in these places for six to 13 days. They're staying in the hotels during the wintertime because you know what? All the rivers up front, up north, they all freeze. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Just going down to Florida and waiting out the winter, that's pretty nice. I, and if you think Florida is <laughs> nice to hang out with or hang out, what about Waco? Right. Waco is a fantastic place. It's 80 degrees here last December, I remember. Yes. And so you get to come out here, you get to be on protected water, right? There's barely any wind, there's barely any water traffic, and you get to go for, for almost 5,000 meters plus, right? Just miles of just straight waterway. And then we've also got Lake Waco. We've got these incredible resources that are, that are being underutilized. I've got some incredible stories about Olympic teams wanting to train here, Right. In Waco for rowing? Yeah. We don't know that, but... And if you've ever seen, like, Olympic rowing, that is intense. It is it is incredible to watch. Like, the the camaraderie and, and teamsmanship, like, that. it's so amazing and electric to watch. So we've, we're going to have a regatta, uh, which is a boat race, okay. uh, at the beginning of November. And so we are working with uh, the gentleman, the executive director who runs the San Diego Crew Classic, which is a top three rowing competition in the country. Oh, no way. He's coming here because he believes in this mission and this place. And we're going to have an incredible competition here. That's going to be a big splash in this area. Um, next month, we're going to have Arshay Cooper, who has had a Amazon um or has had a documentary um, executive produced by Dwayne Wade and Grant Hill and um, uh, announced or commented on by Common. Uh, he's got a seven series uh, Amazon uh, or uh, Amazon seven, seven episode series getting produced right now. And he's got a New York bestseller book all about how he was part of the first all African-American high school rowing team from West Chicago. Amazing. It changed his life. And now he wants to be able to change other people's lives. And guess what? He's coming to Waco next month to be able to talk to leaders here in the city, along with Luke Walton from San Diego, along with Dan Walsh from Hudson. And so these are people nationally that go, Waco can be it. 
This is exciting. Right. This is incredible. And right. so I'm, I'm so fortunate that I get to, to work with all these different leaders. Um, and Matt Schritzel here, who's been leading the Waco uh, Rowing Center, he's just been phenomenal for the sport and what he's trying to do here in this community. And so uh, it's just a, a neat opportunity to be able to link arms and be able to let this community know about some of the opportunities coming down the line. Yeah, and I mean that's got to feel so good for for not only people who've like lived there, he lived here their whole lives, but also like transplants like you and me, like to see people loving Waco and believing in Waco the way that you know we have the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, sorry, I lost my train of thought. It's down today. You you talk about you shooting from the hip. Okay. So um, you've talked about a lot about um, like what you have going on um, as far as like current projects, but what is a dream project aside from the rowing, obviously, but because that, that's something that's already in motion. But what is a dream project for the Waco Sports Commission? Man, that's a great question. Uh, I should have saved some of the things like rowing to be able to help answer that <laughs> question. Um, quite honestly, it's, um, you know, Emily Miller, who works with me at the, the Sports Commission, she, she realizes <laughs> Every day is going to be a little bit different. There's going to be a new passion, a new opportunity that just pops up. And so that's that's the neat thing about this is that I really don't know what's going to come around the corner. Um, it could be tomorrow that we get to get started on it. Um, but there's such a huge canvas and such a huge opportunity um, that I'm just trying to be as flexible as possible with, hey, what's the next thing? Awesome. Well, it's been so great having you on here, and I'm looking forward to everything that you guys are going to do in the future. Um, Like I said, I have volunteered with the Waco Sports Commission before. Um, How can people get involved if they want to make Waco as much of a sports destination as anywhere else? Yeah, absolutely. So one, if if you ever want to just talk to me, grab coffee or tell me about what you're passionate about, what we can do in this community, you can email me, mike at wacosports.org. So simple enough. Um, and then you can also go to wacosports.org. That's our website. Um, and then, but the, the, the best way I think to be able to really kind of follow along with what we're doing and the initiatives and and the opportunities and events that are coming up is really to be able to follow us on social media, um, social media and signing up for our newsletter. You can do that on our, on our website by entering in your name and information. But, um, if you follow us on social media, you get to follow along with team Waco. You get to hear about GFNY and those events coming up. You get to hear about all the other different events that we're helping trying to boost around here. Um, and whether it's a club or an organization, social, you know, organization, whether it's a facility, we want to be able to help the tide rise for everybody. Um, so follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Greater Waco Sports Commission, or just at Waco Sports. Um, those are going to be some great resources to be able to use. Well, again, I just thank you for being here. Um, and the last thing I always ask uh, my guests when they're on here is what do you want Waco to know about the Texas Sports Commission? Yeah, what do I want people to know about Greater Waco Sports Commission? I'd say that it's just we're here to be able to serve you. Um, we really want to make sure that we represent this entire community, not just one voice, but all the voices. Um, and so the more feedback, the more uh, interaction we can get from folks, the better. I think the biggest roadblock is people just haven't known that we exist. Right. And that we're a 501c3. So we're not underneath the city. We're not underneath the county. We're not underneath the Chamber of Commerce. We are our own organization. And so, um, you know, we have a lot of independence and, and we can help whoever we want to, but we just need people to be able to reach out. 
Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike, for being here today. And thank you, listeners, for uh, continuing your support of No Waco. I just wanted to say, um, if you've stuck around this long, uh, (laughs) thank you uh, for listening. And uh, we'd love it and appreciate it if you gave us a like and a share just so that other people can get in the know about Waco. So thank you again to my lovely guest, Mike. And uh, I'm really excited for the future of the Greater Waco Sports Commission. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. This has been Haley. I'm signing off. Tune in every Friday for all of the events and activities. Now that you know Waco, just go. Go, Waco! This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.